Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. Another hot, hot day here in Toronto and we're enjoying it because tonight it all ends. <laughs> we're going to get some rain and storms and then it gets a little bit cooler, but not that bad. So we really like it. I uh, hope that you're outside enjoying your vinyl records, listening to them on your patio you're not going too far, venturing too far from your home, even though the Ontario government opened up the rest of the province today, or most of it anyways, so we can go get a haircut and we can go into these malls again like we, we did before. Now, the question is, can we go into flea markets? Haha, uh-huh. because in the mall that's close to me is Dixie Records and one of the best record stores in our area and guess where they are well they're in a mall but they're in a flea market oh so what happens there we'll have to find out because that's where i get my inventory of records or a lot of them i get from the same store all the time my buddy there has supplied me for years so it'll be interesting to find out whether dixie records will be open this weekend actually they said Wednesday, but they only open up on the weekend. So we'll see what happens. So remember, guys, to social distance, wear masks, wear gloves, wash hands, all that stuff, because we're going to be in this for a long time. So just be ready for it. So I hope that you are still collecting records somehow. Then You know, there's many ways you can do it. You can order bulk shipments, right? You can order like 10 records. There's one guy on discogs that's selling records you can order 10 at a time for the same shipping price how's that tell me he wants tell me he doesn't want to drum up business of course he does right and it's a good uh, a good um opportunity for you to buy in bulk and you know when you work it all out it comes out to you know five ten dollars a record which isn't that bad because you could turn around and selling up for you know higher higher prices and make some business make some money doing so and keep listening to this podcast guys because this podcast is about how to sell vinyl records to make a living selling vinyl records how to collect them how to store them how to whatever it's all about vinyl records and vinyl records are here to stay they're here to stay because the resurgence has grown tenfold over the last couple of years and real real difference since the pandemic because everybody's staying home and listening to vinyl records there you go so keep listening in subscribe to this podcast if you can and of course like like our facebook page join the power records group the facebook group at Power Records 1, and all all the time when you go to our Facebook page, you'll see a new article on some music or vinyl, and what I do here, guys, is when I list on eBay, I list on Facebook, so I put the same ad on Facebook, gives you the opportunity to go to Facebook and buy records from that link, hey, hey, so I'll keep listing, I have about 400 records now listed on eBay, and it's keep going, because I got a lot of them. And I'm going to keep listing on that. So when you get a chance, go to my Facebook page at Power Records 1. 
So I got a notice. <laughs> good old Amazon. Good old Amazon. Wouldn't you know it? I made my best month of profit of a thousand dollars on Amazon, and wouldn't you know it? I got a warning from them. <laughs> hey, hey, Amazon. Thank you so much. I'm an Amazon seller. In fact, now I have a store on Amazon, whereas before I was just, you know, I was paying the seller fees without a store. So I decided to reduce my seller fee. I would open up a store for $29 US, which is about $40 Canadian for all you conversion experts out there. So I decided to open up a store on Amazon, Amazon.ca and uh, Power Records, Amazon.ca. So I can I sell right now on, uh, on Amazon CA in Canada, which is pretty cool. And I have about 1,300 records, which I sell there. And I had my best month ever. Like it, you know, the numbers were rolling in pretty good for the month of March. I made about $1,000 profit. And this month, uh, about 600 so, which is not that bad. It's a, it's a pretty good two-month performance. And then all of a sudden, you know, to put a big, big damper on it, I got an email from, I got a message that's right posted right in front of me that, hey, hey, your account, your account is about to be deactivated. Yikes! What happened there? My account is about to be deactivated. Of course, I don't know why. This isn't this. This isn't the first time, guys, that I've had this. I had, like, I don't know. Like, well, should I be scared? Because is suspension is one thing. Deactivated was boy. Is that the end of me on Amazon? I don't know. Or is that deactivated means suspension? I don't know. You know, but they put that word in there. Because of one customer, because of one customer, I had I have a, a possibly my account will be deactivated because I had this this uh, customer on Amazon bought a Kiss book from me. Well, I didn't update my inventory in time, and I ran out. And this happened to me before, guys. It's my own fault. But however. He made up some sort of a story on the feedback. Of course, he gave me a one out of five feedback. Thank you so much, uh, this person from Quebec. Thank you so much. Uh, he gave me a one out of five feedback, which I deserved, I guess. But the comments were like brutal, man, saying that I, I gouged him for money and I um, I took money out of his account and he had to call Visa to get it back. Like, I, What the hell happened there? I don't know where that came from. I don't know where he got that idea where I, I would never do that because as soon as I put a cancel on the order, the money uh, does not get taken. First off, this is the way it works on Amazon. The money doesn't take, is not taken out of your Visa account until I click that the item's been shipped. I didn't click that the item was shipped. I clicked that the item was canceled. So therefore, he does not get a withdrawal from his Visa account. Yet he claims he did. And I don't know, but he wrote a big note on there. And I guess Amazon saw that and they put my account up at risk as deactivation. Pretty bad. So here I am. I'm just on pins and needles right now. And the only way it works, guys, how it works, if you get the one order out of 10 that is giving you bad feedback, it, you're marked as 10% um, bad feedback levels and you're supposed to, be, supposed to be at less than 1%. And 
if you're higher than 1%, you get a warning. So I got a warning. And now if I get more and more orders, of course, that level goes down, right? It's one out of 15 instead of one out of 10. So the more orders I get, the more chances of that deactivation comment disappearing. And I'm hoping it does disappear. So I was thinking, should I maybe place my store on vacation hold just to give it more time to for the deactivation notice to blow over? I don't know. I'm actually thinking that right now just so I don't get hit with another um, another deactivation or suspension. As, but for, they're calling it deactivation, which means I think I'm done if I don't if I don't fix my feedback. But how do I know somebody else is not going to give me bad feedback? And this is the aggravating part, guys, is that you get no comments, no messages from any of the customers sometimes. They just go ahead and douse you with bad feedback, which is pretty upsetting because you do all this work. You work so hard to please a customer. But again, guys, as I told you before, be prepared for at least 15% of your orders not working out. It's a fact, even from the best sellers. I mean, I am a good seller, but even from the people that sell as professionals for the longest time, they will tell you, you gotta calculate your profits being chewed up at least 15%, giving money back to the customer because of problems that even though they may or may not exist, you have to plan for that. So this is what I want you to understand. Um, Now, what do you do when you get a bad Say, say, for instance, you get a bad feedback on Amazon or eBay. Number one, the first thing I do is I contact my customer and say, "Listen, I, I apologize for it. You got to be, you can't, you can't challenge them. They are right. So you got to, you know, sympathize with them. Say, I'm sorry if, uh, that you ran into this problem. Uh, what can we do to fix it here? Do you want uh, credit, partial credit? Do you want to return your item?" Give them choices which are easy, that they don't have to do a lot of work. Um, what I start with usually, if if there is a defect, they say they found a defect in the product, I offer them you know, 20, 30, maybe 40% refund. So that way, they don't have to go to work to go to the post office and ship it back to you. A lot of customers like that. So try to take that approach first. Be very apologetic, very, very apologetic. Don't challenge them. Because then you're going to end up in the in the negative. What I mean is they're going to give you negative feedback. Don't even try that. Be very sympathetic to them and offer them a partial refund if they get a product that is defected at all times, right? If they say, listen, I know I don't want to... Um, I don't want to have this product anymore because it's got that defect... Okay, then you could send it back to me or just give them a full refund and they keep the record. I've done that before too, depending on the value of the record, depending on what it is. But remember, who pays for shipping if they're shipping it back to you? You do. They may pay for the shipping to get get the item to you, but you have to give them that money for shipping. So you really, really got to calculate it. What's cheaper for you to do, right? But by all means, you got to be an instant uh, refund, partial refund, but an instant message back to them that you acknowledge the problem, right? So, what about if it's a late delivery? Ha ha! Well, Amazon for a while there during the COVID problem, they were waiving any problems with 
with uh, tape shipments. So super great, right? But guess what? That's over now. So they are saying that you have to get the product back to them. Uh, you have to ship your product back to your customer on time. No choices. So there is a way of fixing this too. For the long run, I did it on eBay and Amazon. I extended my shipping time by about a week to two weeks. So that way it gives you enough time to get your parcels ready and avoid any late shipments. It most likely will get on time by expanding the shipping time. Now what about if somebody sends it, wants to send it expedited? Same thing goes. You may want to um, email back your customer and say, listen, I'm gonna refund you back the expedi expedited fee and I'm gonna send it the standard because it's not gonna get in time even expedited. You know, these are the things you have to work out with your customer. I know it's a pain in the butt, but if you don't, you'll get negative feedback. And we all know what negative feedback does, right? You can get your account deactivated, you can get your customer never coming back, or you won't get any new customers coming in. So it's best that you handle it that way and give every opportunity to get your parcel there on time, whichever it may be. So the customer can send you uh, complaints about you know defective products, late products. You gotta be ready to refund money back. It's just the way it is, guys, and, and you can't avoid it. The best thing to do is agree on a on a partial refund, saying you know would 50% of their of the cost be okay? If they agree, a lot of them do most of the time, and then he settles them down, that makes them happy, and it gets you away from the problems of getting negative feedback. I mean, you look at it this way. Long term, do you want your business to continue? Do you want it to really roll and pick up like mine has quite a bit over the last six months? And why? Because I just stuck it out and gave the customer what they want, okay? And when you have problems, 15 to 20% of the customers complain. It's just the way it is. You're gonna get emails every now and again of a complaint, whether it's a shipping complaint or a defect, so you gotta be prepared for it. And now I'm in this position, and this is the other thing I meant to tell you too. So, okay, so Amazon, eventually what they do, let's say they do uh, ban me from the, uh, the platform. Well, okay, that happens. What's the backup plan? Well, I sell on other platforms always have other platforms that you're selling on and if you do um, this in the situation where you get thrown off a platform you have something else to fall back on you know there's Shopify there's eBay there's Discogs there's Etsy the list goes on and on there and you know there's some those those platforms are growing bigger and bigger so there's nothing wrong with selling on those other platforms and you know maybe it's a good time to get in on there because they're growing uh, but always have a backup plan. You know, you maybe be maybe you want to open up your own site, you know, your own blog, your own store, and build up your store from there, and you know, and build it up with a blog so that it builds up sales. You know, there's many many options that you can do. So that's my advice to you, guys. If you want to be on the show, if you want to talk to me about vinyl records on the show and be my guest. I'd love to have you as a guest. And this is the advantage to being on this platform, which is the Anchor podcast platform. If you're going to start a, plat uh, a podcast here, it's a great, great platform to be on. I could have two or three guests on at a time. If you want to be my guest, I would love to have you on the show to talk about vinyl records, 
maybe your store, maybe your brick and mortar store. Hey, hey, if you had a brick and mortar store, it may be opening Aha, this Wednesday. So uh, you can talk about it on my show. I'd love to have you. Or maybe you have a record to promote or you have a band to promote. Anything like that, I'd love to have you as well too. And I'd love to promote you everything for free. Guys, if you have any questions about vinyl records, you can email me from my Facebook page. You click this little button there. You can click it, bang, and send me an email. Ask me any questions you want about vinyl records. And I'd, I'd love to hear from you. So, guys, stay safe. Right? Keep selling those vinyl records. And we'll talk to you soon. Over and out, guys. Bye now.